Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Who is the best striker since Henrik Larsson? It has been the hot topic of Celtic fans since Henrik left. And who better to decide than TMT? So we are gathered here for a special podcast where we're going to rate Celtic strikers since Henrik left and decide once and for all who is the best striker since Henrik Larsson. I'm the host, Jamie, and I'm joined by Melly. Yes. And Stephen. And Stephen, there's some extra rules just to tighten this ship up a wee bit. We've introduced some special rules. We're putting some admin up yes. front. Admin up front. For the, the purposes of this, we will not be considering anyone who made 25 or under 25 appearances. Mm. So you won't hear the names of, let's say, Jeremy Ali Adier, yes. Dion Dublin, Carlton Cole. Sadly, they're not going to make the cut, just so we can tidy things up a bit. Otherwise, as well, we're going to not consider anyone who played as a sort of wide forward or winger in yes. that. So we're going to only talk about guys who played as a traditional central striker that played since the day Henrik Larson, that sad day Henrik mm. Larson left the club. So no one included that played with him as well. So Sutton, Hartson, not considering anyone no who Craig signed. Beatties. No. And no, no, sadly, <laughs> sadly, Craig Beatty hasn't made it either. So it's only players who signed from the day Henrik Larson left. Anyone who could, through you know any means or other, mm. could be considered as a quote-unquote replacement for Henrik Larson. <laughs> also, I would like to say up front, I want to be uh, totally clear about this. It is since Larson. We are not comparing any name yes. that we mentioned here directly to Henrik Larson. Larson is the king of kings. Correct. Yes. The That's undisputed right. king of kings is Henrik Larson. Martin Melly, it's a debate that rages on every time we get a top-level striker at the club, naming no names just yet before we get into it. But every time we get a top-level striker at the club, people go, is he the best since Larson? But it's something that no one's ever nailed down. That's why we're here today. But no one has ever nailed it. He's the best since Larson. It's a debate. It's never a proven point of order in fact, is it? Yeah, he's that good that nothing can compare. Mm. We can just say, is he, isn't he? But you'll never get another Henrik Larson, unfortunately. But there is a few heirs to the throne, isn't there? There's guys that we mm. consider. There's ones when new signings come in and they hit the ground running or have a good season. Could he be... And with football nowadays, you don't get the longevity you had with Henrik Larsson. So it's up to us to consider everything, whether it be goals, contribution, trophies, just who your favourite was. We need to consider it all. Yeah, because Stephen, this is going to follow a familiar tier list, yep. but it's going to have an unfamiliar ending. And we're going to tier list everyone in categories. 
contender, guaranteed goals, bang average, <laughs> and outright flop. That's the categories. However, at the end, all three of us are going, going to nominate. Going to have to decide. We're, We're going to have to decide. Yep. This door's, the studio door is locked. <laughs> no one is leaving until we decide who the best since Henrik Larsson is. Stephen, there's also a couple of things to consider because... In this argument, there's all sorts of other bits and bobs thrown in. There's well, there's idiots that say no one, <laughs> no one's the best since Larson. Well, someone has to be. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, someone has to be. There's people that say things like, if he'd only stayed a little bit longer. But to me, Ken, it doesn't matter if you're here for a year, two years, or three years, which is sometimes the maximum Celtic players stay. One of those guys has to be the best. Well, Henrik Larson in this case is just being used as the era that we're talking about. Henrik mm. Larson is the time from which we are talking about talking about onwards mm. when Henrik Larson left it's nothing to do with how good Henrik Larson was so that's what I mean about how people say oh no you can't compare him to Henrik Larson that's not what we're doing at all yeah. we are deciding who the best striker we've had since that day in 2004 mm. to today in 2023 that's it's, that's simply what it's all about no one Melly's already said it no one can possibly compare to the king so it's really about who's the best mm. underneath that just that a wee shudder there when you, you <laughs> name the dates and it's almost it's almost 20 years horrible I know mm. I know but, uh, th these guys are going to come like soon Henrik Larson will be and he already is to a lot of fans right but the way our dads talk about Charlie Nicholas and all that <laughs> right, people yeah. will be like uh, uh, just a myth just a yeah. myth that doesn't really exist that, that doesn't really compete in, or compute rather on the, the younger fans mind so I'm glad I think you know, as we are the opinion makers of Celtic, uh, <laughs> yes. Celtic fandom, really. Uh, <laughs> I think once we decide, that'll probably be the end of it. Until, until science, mate. Until science someone yeah. else shows up. Yeah. So we've got contenders. That yes. is the guys just below Henrik Larson, the King of Kings. You could have been a contender, kid. Yep. We have guaranteed goals. So guys who, if we if we talk about contenders, that's maybe only going to be three or four mm, that we could possibly that, that we could possibly nominate. We'll see how it goes, but we wouldn't want to overpopulate that tier because mm. those are the guys who we're going to pick from at the end. Guaranteed goals is just the tier below that. The guys who were excellent for Celtic but aren't really considered to be among the very best. Yep. What's next? Bang average? Correct. Fairly self-explanatory <laughs> yes. there. Yes. The absolute yes. meh. They didn't quite love, live up to their price tag. Just didn't quite do it for Celtic. Just a, a number of things could come into that. So bang average, exactly what it says in the tin. An outright flop. No argument. No, no, that, no that argument over outright flop. So I've got a name, 24 names here. I put them into the computer randomizer and it spat them out in no particular order. Okay. Um, but ironically, first up, current Celtic player, going to come to you first, Martin Melly. Georgi Shakimakis. Oh, what a start. Oh. And a number seven to start with yes. as well. Yes. There we go. Oh, very, We're very trying random. to avoid this mm. comparison <laughs> with Henry Larson. 25 goals, 56 appearances. At the time of recording, yeah. yes. Uh, still a player at Celtic at the time of recording as well. Oh, this is difficult because of what's happened right now as well, isn't it? He's a... Better than bang average, isn't he? It's got to yeah. be guaranteed goals for me. The what was his record there? You said twenty-five goals, mainly in fifty-six appearances. Bare numbers, better than one and two by my math. So no. Yeah, he played at me as well. I was like, "Yep, just agreeing." <laughs> no, twenty-five is quite a lot less than mm. half of fifty-six. Oh, so it is. Yes. Yeah, two point five million from VVV Venlo. Um the summer of twenty one, I believe. Yep. He had the hot hand in Holland. Everyone was wondering could he bring that over here? I don't think there's much argument. Like Henrik. Yeah, I don't very well, yeah, true. Um stacking up, isn't <laughs> it? I don't, I don't I don't think there's any doubt that once he started, 
once he started scoring over here, people started to believe them. It, it wasn't a fluke. It wasn't a one-off. And Stephen Melly makes a good point about the current situation being, um, and we don't need to keep saying it time to record. I think people will know by now, but the current situation being he's got one foot out the door in effect um, and he yeah. kind of gives the vibe that he wants to leave mm. however imagine that wasn't happening imagine we were recording this podcast one month ago uh, or, or we were recording it last year I think people would be saying this guy's a contender yeah because what we would be doing had we not had the you know, massive speculation about Yorkimakis leaving very, mm. sh- very soon as, the, as we record this then we would be talking about them in terms of, as you always do with footballers, as you always do with your own players, you talk about them as if they're going to be here for three, four, five years. Yeah, they're going to be mm-hmm. here for the rest of their, their careers. So had we been talking in those, those terms and had he'd scored 25 goals in 56 games to that point, there's no question that he goes into that that just secondary tier. I don't mm. think we can possibly put him in the the top one. I don't yeah. think he's. I don't think he contends for the best striker since Larson. But he's certainly not bang average either. For that, for those, a lot of those reasons as well. Look at the fee, two, two and a mm. half million. It, it's a tricky start. This because mm. I, I feel like he would have just automatically gone into a certain one, depending on who yeah. he was up against. Because this is a predetermined. We're, yeah. we're doing this as the names come out. Exactly. So if yeah. we'd had a couple of names and a couple of columns, you could square them up against where everyone else lies. Exactly. That that's yeah. the exact point I'm making. So he's a tricky one. First out the first out the traps here. So he's he's a guaranteed goals for me. Guaranteed goals. I, I can't I can't disagree yeah. with that. Next up, Stephen. I'm going to go person to person, so you get your shout first. <laughs> Next up, Stephen. Marc Antoine Fortuné. Of the Tony Mowbray era. Yeah, I, I quite liked Fortuné. However, 12 and 43 for Fortuné. Is that, is that mm. what we got? Uh, he, was, he was a scorer of great goals rather Aye. than a great goal scorer. Yeah. That old cliche, right? I can remember one absolute thunder bastard they scored against Motherwell. I was, was right that? behind the goal yeah, for that I, game. I remember you saying previously. So, an absolute screamer there. But I think that's a, fail, a fairly obvious bang average for me yeah. because it's 3.8 million. Um, from Nancy yep from Nancy 12 mm. goals in that time left he left shortly after the Utrecht disaster didn't mm, he almost yep. I think it was maybe even the next day he played yeah. in that game and then left the club the next day so that kind of tarnished his, his amazing legacy at the club <laughs> a, a fairly obvious bang average I, for I, me I think part of the issue with him Melly was right off the bat Tony Mowbray said he's not the sort of striker who scores goals Tony Mowbray yeah. made a, a comment along that lines and everyone was like what is this on about also, something to consider is when we were coming up with the tears for this, Melly, we did kind of float the idea of right guy, wrong team. Is there a tier where a player would have been a lot better had he had a different manager? Yeah, we kind of, yeah. and, and for me, Mark Anton Fortuny kind of falls in that because had he been managed by Neil Lennon or Gordon Strachan, I think he would have been a more effective forward mm. for us. Yeah, I think there's something in that, definitely. At the same time, though, he was brought to Celtic by a manager who knew him, who knew exactly what he was getting yeah. and still couldn't get the best out of him. Mm. Fortuny, it's not all his fault because that Celtic team was very poor. If they scored a goal, you were guaranteed they were going to let in a goal. They yeah. just leaked defensively. So, But then they did score goals and he didn't get a lot of them. So I think, again, bang average... Bringing in the the fee, I could make a case for outright flop. Yeah, because, because yeah. you have to consider the yeah. fee when you're talking about a flop. It's a lot of dough. It mm. was a lot of dough at the time as well, considering like Celtic haven't spent a lot on that and strikers even up till now. It's we've only broken past the five million mm. uh, pound mark, but once maybe since then. Yeah. So yeah. 
It was a lot of money then. Mowbray spent a lot of his budget on him and it didn't work out. So he's a flop then, isn't he? I'm going Have for been... outright flops. Uh-huh. He scored against Rangers though, didn't he? And did he not have one um, one chopped off as well for oh, a ridiculous um, challenge on the goalkeeper mental. or something that was chopped off? But I'm sure he did get a goal, a legitimate goal against Rangers. Does that? 3.8 million, zero trophies, a Celtic team that their manager <laughs> barely lasted the yeah. season. I tried my best. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a, flop, it's a harsh it? one because I think we all like I him. Like, I did like him. He was useful, but he just wasn't a Celtic striker, no. was he? I think I, I think you're right, Jamie. Though I think if he if you signed a girl like that in this day and age, you'd be a lot more forgiven of the fact he doesn't score goals mm. because that's it's not. I remember that being the first example I'd ever heard of of that. Oh, you know, he's a guy who works the channels, who who makes space. And I'm, I'm th- so no, the problem is that, nobody else scored goals when he was on the pitch. What are we talking about? He's a three point eight million pound striker. I want goals <laughs> at the guy, and we never got it. So, <laughs> ah, he's a flop, isn't he? Next up, interesting one. Never made the requisite appearances but never had the opportunity to and had Celtic had the money had we had the budget the wherewithal to get him I'm no, I have no doubt we would have got him and he would have made the appearances but instead he joined us on loan from Tottenham Hotspur Martin Melly of course talking about Robbie Keane so something oh. of a wild card entry here then that doesn't yeah. doesn't adhere to our own rules but we Keen have Celtic to, yeah. fans will probably know there's going to be one or two of this type in here yeah. but R- Robbie Keane pure quality Oh, tremendous and came into that team alongside Fortuny and he did score goals in a crap team. So mm. again, <laughs> well, Fortuny yeah. look, look more of a tit. <laughs> uh, oh, just tremendous how he scored goals in that team. He dragged Celtic through games in that by just his sheer quality. I remember the hat-trick against Kilmarnock. Utterly tremendous, the first touch, the finishing. And this is a guy who was a goal scorer, but... Not an out-and-out goal scorer anywhere he went and then he just came up to Scotland and a crap Celtic team and pissed it, to be honest. And, oh, he was great to watch. Can I put him as a contender because he was there for so so little time? Didn't win a trophy. Ah, Guaranteed goals for me. A class player, it was just time and the team he was in and that's not his fault, but guaranteed goals. So he's getting sort of, Melly's sort of totting up points in his head, but he's docking them for not winning anything. But I don't think, I mean... I mean, there was only so much Robbie Keane could do for that Celtic team, and I dare say he did everything he possibly <laughs> could for that Celtic team. And I mean, more. I mean, yeah. the, the the one thing you would maybe say is he didn't score against Rangers, but he wasn't allowed to. He wasn't that allowed game. to. Yeah, that for, game's ridiculous. That I really game. want to watch that back. Yeah. I've only seen it the time, and we've spoken about it a lot. Yeah. We do the occasional commentary track, and I'm like, I wish I could find that game to watch it back yeah, to see right. if he was kicked up and down the pitch and blocked from playing like ridiculous. Aye, Bouguera. Bouguera booted them up and down the pitch. He wasn't allowed to score against Rangers that day, but he did all he could. But I'm, my conclusion here is that I he was brilliant. Far too good for that team. Far too mm. good for the league at Well, the it's time. interesting you should mention that as well because that's something I wanted to mention in my introduction to Robbie Keane. There's been a few players, not just strikers, throughout our Celtic type watching Celtic, throughout our lives watching Celtic and some doing the podcast. We were just like... Too good for this league. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Patently too good for this league. And and Robbie Keane was one of them. Yeah, very obviously so. Mm. Now, absolute quality in a a dark time. Mm. An absolutely rank average team. I mean, that's been generous to that team. He was far, (laughs) far better than what he was, what he was, you know, made to to play with Mm. around him. But, I can't consider him for the best, to be honest, because of, you know, time served. See, for, what was it? Maybe 19 appearances 19, or something yeah. like that. 19 appearances and 16 goals. 16 goals. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what was the guy got to do? Aye, I know. Half I think, a season. Honestly, I, don't, I, I, I think you two are mental for not including him as a contender. 
Through no fault of his own. But, but you're, what, what logic is this we're applying here? Well, we're looking here, who is the best striker that's played for Celtic since Henrik Larson? <laughs> and we've got Bobby Keane here, and you're going, mm, there's there's no doubt. I don't care about the fact that he was on loan. I don't care about how many games he played. He played 19 games and managed 16 goals. <laughs> he did everything he could, and he's clearly... He's clear. I'm not letting this. I'm not unlocking the door. He is clearly a contender for the best striker since Larson. I don't think there can be any argument. It's Robbie friggin' Keane, and he was unbelievable for us. He was far too good for Celtic, far too good for the league. There is no way he's not even in the top. Can you know? I'm not saying he's the best because we're not saying who is until the end, right? And you know, but what I'm saying is there's no way you could possibly not have him in the conversation <laughs> as the best striker we've had since Henrik Larsson. Who are you going to have above him? Fucking, there's no player who's a better player than Robbie Keane potentially that you could possibly have above him. Well, there's worse players that will end up above him. Yeah, but of course, I can't just consider 16 goals in 19 games because mm. I need to consider. Trophies, what he done for Celtic, but you, but it's, European oh, football. I'm not going to convince sort of you anymore. So you're guaranteed goals for Robbie Keane. Unbelievable, goals. Stephen. Did my protestations work on you? Yeah, an, an impassioned plea uh, for, for sanity. Uh, in that's this it. He's not fighting Robbie Keane's corner for the sake that's of the that. rest of this podcast. People are watching. You hold this court in contempt. Aye, it's fucking ridiculous, man. <laughs> uh, no, you're right. You're right. He's a contender. Unbelievable. Uh, you're right. You're right. I, I can't argue with that. With any of that. If you're, if <laughs> the absolute blunt, bare facts of this is Robbie Keane one of the best strikers we've had since 2004? The answer is 100 yes. Unbelievably I, so. I, <laughs> and the next, I think, Sim is just as easy. It's been a Yeti, Marmel. Oh, sorry, Stephen. It's your turn to go first. Now. Yeti. Oh, as we as we record this, still on the books of Celtic, as far as I'm aware, he's still on loan in Switzerland mm. or Austria or something like that. Yes. Who cares? Don't answer me. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't care enough to wait for the answer to that. that. Initially, we wanted to sign him on loan from West Ham. We pushed the boat out. 4.5 million, 5.5 million, something in the region. Of that. Thanks, Pedro and Neil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we brought him in, um, obviously to replace the outgoing Odson Edward, presumably. Yeah. Um, did he fill Edward's shoes? Did he fill <laughs> Larson's shoes? <laughs> Do you remember uh, very early on in Angie's first season, they made him captain in one of the pre-season oh, I, friendlies yeah. as well? One, to spur him on. I, it wasn't even one of those real friendlies. It was one of those ones that oh, we were we were covering fun. for the sake of the podcast, and we very quickly learned that we we're never going to do that again because <laughs> it was one of those uh, the game they played it in thirds rather than halves. So Albion Ayeti was the captain. Just another anecdote on Ayeti. I remember there was a game. I can't remember what game we were watching it here. It was an away game or something, or maybe it was a. It was. A, I can't remember. Long story short, my dad texts me. And goes, I'm out having lunch and Albion Ayeti sitting next to me. <laughs> <laughs> Celtic were playing, so at that point they didn't even. You know, they sometimes they need the players to be at the stadium when the team's playing and all that. Didn't even bother. That reminds me of a time I watched the. Remember that disastrous? Was it? The, I think it was the four each game with Aberdeen back in Mowbray's time. Yep. As, a, as a few mentions for Mowbray's tenure tonight. I remember watching that in a, a local pub and at the next table to me was Paddy McCourt. He <laughs> 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 could, could have been playing at the time, but there, there we go. Uh, I'm going to get a dead easy. Total flop. Absolutely nothing at the guy. Started really, really well. Mm. Uh, looked like a, a born finisher, the ideal Celtic striker and nothing since. Absolutely nothing since. He, uh, from memory, did he get a couple against Betis in that, yeah, that Europa yeah. League thing? Uh, but, but I mean, there was that, a time and every time he touched the ball, he ended up in the back of the net. Uh, yeah, yeah. There are very few chances. Scored five in his first ten, I think, maybe mm. five in his first eight games or something like that. But no, once he gets fit and firing, <laughs> well, still complete and utter flop. The the famous phrase that you coined about it was that he kills this team. Yeah, I mean, he kills this team, and he 
thankfully he doesn't continue to do that because he's out on loan but we can all look back to him back, back to getting him back and fit and firing when he comes I back imagine from him in an all action Ange Postacoglu <laughs> team just wouldn't, just, you can see why he's been shipped out oh I, I can't add any more to Stephen like just an outright flop and mm. why this category was made he, we could call it the Albina Yeti outright flop um, next up controversial one a player that many Celtic fans thought we shouldn't have signed in the first place and I think I, I think honestly very very underrated striker for Celtic Scott McDonald oh oh Skippy see I, I was I just I wasn't against the signing but I just held that grudge but when he started playing I was like ah, I can understand this mm. and I remember seeing him in the flesh in the AC Milan game I think it was and I went nah do you know what He's going to be a good player for us. Like that was uh, a wee bit into the season, but the runs he was making, how he never gave the defence a second. I think if he'd have been signed, but uh, from a different team, we'd think of him completely mm. different. Oh, he's guaranteed goals, but he's also pushing up to contender mm. for me because. Well, that's interesting, I. Look, scored goals and won Celtic trophies, dragged Celtic through a lot of games himself. Scored against Rangers in old firm games because we can say that mm. numerous times, winning goals, scored winning goals in Europe. I'm going contender. So that's the thing. That's the thing. I was think he's quite underrated because he scored against everybody at every level Celtic played in, including the Champions League. Good scored goals against, too. Yeah. Some are genuinely the best teams in Europe at the time. AC Milan and Man United have fallen a long way since then, but at, at the time, those were the big guns in yeah. Europe, European Europe football. They, yeah, they, they, yeah, that's right. That they that he scored against at the time. A couple of absolute cracking goals against Rangers. One in particular, can he hold off Broadfoot? Yes, oh, he can. Yes. That, that one, the famous commentary. That's a tough one. That really is a tough one because I think when compiling a list like this, and we haven't seen the list again, Jamie, you're the you're the one in the possession of the, the randomizer. You think Scott McDonald, you couldn't possibly put him into contention. But that's probably because he is slightly underrated. Mm. It's probably because... He came from Motherwell. Unfashionable. Gordon Strachan signed him. There's yeah. a lot of players that Strachan signed. Don't get a lot of love. People, yep. I mean, there's some that have got a bit of a cult status, but not many. And he'll always have that, have those goals at Fur Park mm. hanging over him, regardless of what he went on to do for Celtic. For some, that was it was never going to be enough after that because yeah. he because he killed that that league title, uh, stone dead. But the guy scored goals for Celtic. Scored massive goals. Scored a lot of goals as well. Fitness went away to the, yes. towards the end. So he put I, on a bit of beef. But I remember uh, watching him towards the tail end of his Celtic career, and he just he was so slow at mm, times. Yeah. He really struggled to even get himself in an offside onside position, and the crowd just to go taunt to him. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. just, just saunter back up the pitch, and you're standing yeah. on the sidelines going, "This is ridiculous, man! Get Imagine that guy him with VAR, you black ass. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I know. When <laughs> Kyogo's heels off lane <laughs> at the yeah, moment, yeah. offside at the moment. Scott McDonald's 18 yards offside, <laughs> blowing at his arse towards the end of Celtic time. Uh, he is is very obviously at least guaranteed goals, mm. at least that. So I've got the deciding vote. Yeah, can he be? See, I charm myself halfway yeah. through it. Is well, he in the same league? I mean, you can, I know I've not discussed them, but you can think forward, is he in the same league as Odds and Edward and Moussa Dembele? 
Is that where he's at? Is he in that same grouping? Is he below them? I know Melly really, really struggled there to decide whether or not Scott mm. McDonald was better than Robbie Keane because that's the way <laughs> things were heading until... But in, that, in fact, that's what you did Scott do. McDonald was a better striker for Celtic than Robbie Keane. Uh, wow. Wowzers. 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 I'm not talking about a better player. He was a better striker because he stayed for the longevity. He had the trophies. Mm. He had the big goals and big games. Robbie Keane doesn't have any A lot goals. of those things don't matter to me but the discussion of Robbie Keane is closed. The, yeah. the condition of Robbie yeah. Keane is closed. We've moved on to another item. Art isn't about consistency. No, <laughs> you're right. It's better to be great once than yeah. okay always. Yeah, like, like Oasis. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, yeah, that's actually a good example. It's better, better to be legends once than... I don't know, Kasabian. <laughs> <laughs> and have eight okay albums. Anyway, where was I going? Scott McDonald. He, he's at least guaranteed goals, bordering on... No, in fact, no. He's a he's a strong guaranteed goals for me. Uh, just just underneath contender. Contender, guaranteed goals, guaranteed goals for me. Yeah, he, okay. he's, yeah. The, he's the double G. Melly, can we sway you in any way, shape or form to change your mind on this? Do you want to... You still happy with your contender? Uh, I will put him down to guarantee goals because of a uh, helicopter Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I get up, fight revenge. Finally, yeah. eighteen years later, he is the kind of guy that that would annoy that we've moved him down a tier. So I will do that. There we go. Guarantee goals because of helicopter Sunday. Next up, another striking signing, Stephen. Um, one of the first players I remember watching a YouTube video of before Celtic signed him you got the YouTube video of all his goals arrived with a bag full of goals a hat full of goals and a terrible haircut oh, uh, right, Magic okay. Zorowski Magic Zorowski right just lovely to hear the name quite, <laughs> I'm just quite enjoying this list being read out Magic Zorowski was yeah you're right came with a big reputation because I think what added to his YouTube videos compilation was that he'd scored at the Bernabeu I think he'd scored oh, right. against Real Madrid in Europe and that Kind of that that increased the reputation that he had as a a goal getter, mm. a bagsman. A bagsman. It <laughs> <laughs> was on the way to play. performance for Celtic though. Now I've already talked up for Tuney for having a goal against Rangers mm. because it means a lot. It yeah, means, it it does, means yeah, a lot. Yeah. Is, whatever we say about it, that gives you cachet. That mm, does yeah. get does score you points in this. So Zaravsky does have that a winner at Ibrox. Yes. Um, other than that though. I think 20 goals in his first season, maybe about 10 or so in his next yeah. season. 30 and 72 apps. Okay, that's that's all right. That's a decent return. Two million quid. Again, decent for the price as well. Mm. It, for the main striker at Celtic though, can you remember lacked any, any of his goals? No, not really. I remember oh. what it did for him, one. Oh, yeah, the did, yeah. Strip. <laughs> yeah, that's right, of course. Um, he always lacked a bit, Zorowski, didn't he? A little bit. I, th I think he was decent though. I think he's, I think he's firmly... Bang average. Let me ask you a question. Really Let me ask that. you a question. Let me ask Melly actually. For sure, trying to talk. So, when did Henrik Larson leave? Two thousand and four. Right. When did Zorovsky join? Two thousand six. Two thousand and five. Yeah. Five. How many? How much of our opinion of these players do you think is coloured by proximity to Larson? Well, yeah. Uh, it's always going to be difficult in that way. Uh, I think. I think bang average because I thought we'd get more from him. Celtic had. Decent strikers at that time, and you thought, do you know what he can fit in? It just he seemed to score goals, but never big goals apart from mm. that game at Ibrooks. I'm going bang average for yeah, him. Yeah, I think bang average for yeah. unfortunately. Next up, Martin Melly, current Celtic player, everybody's favourite, Kyogo Furuhashi. Straight in at contender for me. Straight mm. in at contender. The only thing holding him back is he doesn't have that big European goal, but I'm sure that will come. He's scored in the Europa League plenty. 
He has scored winning goals for Celtic. He has scored goals. I don't know how he has scored. Mm. He has dragged himself from hamstring injuries and won Celtic trophies. Yeah. He's just great to watch as well. A guy like Larson, he scores similar goals to Larson where he just nips in. Better than there than he gets credit for as well. So Kyogo Furuhashi, contender for me all day. Now Melly mentions Kyogo's head and ability. Uh, and it was a most recent Celtic game I was at I noticed that Kyogo was sent back to defend a corner and James Forrest was pushed up front and I thought that's a strange swap because Kyogo's the smallest guy and he's put to the front post and I said to that to the person I was with and he goes I think it's maybe because Kyogo's better in there and sure enough the ball gets whipped in and Kyogo just rises above everyone like a salmon yeah. and heeds it right out of the box so he has got the heading ability mm-hmm. he's got the techers we've seen some lovely goals from him frightening movement Great finisher, brilliant at one-on-ones. He's got everything. It can only be a considered a contender, surely. I, I think so. Yeah, I, I think I agree with everything that's been said so far. Such a such a great Celtic personality yep. as well. He's a real fan's favourite, and as much as he comes across as all kind of fun-loving and adorable and all that on the surface of things, I think behind the scenes or I think underneath it, all that beats the heart of a really determined, really focused, really professional footballer oh, yeah. as well. I think it's easy to get carried away with all the dancing and all the kind of social media stuff that, that, that Celtic do with yeah. Kyogo as Definitely well. Definitely stop making them dance though. <laughs> yeah, that, that as well. Uh, it's, so I think, but Strip all that away. There's a, a a proper footballer in there, and I think a, a easy easy contender for me straight in there. I don't think there's any argument contender. Uh, next up, Melly, Jan Venegar of Hesslink. Jan Venegar, oh, difficult yeah. one. We always wanted a big name striker, and we bought the biggest name <laughs> yeah. striker in there. <laughs> Again, I think the proximity thing comes into him because he came right off the back of uh, Hartson and Sutton, mm. and he was nothing like them despite his size. Very good player for Celtic. 108 appearances, only 44 goals though. Mm. Yeah, but he played alongside Scott McDonald and that partnership was absolutely brilliant for mm. Celtic. Got them through in a Champions League group. Uh, it's just wee injuries here and there kept him out, but oh, I, I liked him, I think. I was going to say guaranteed goals, but he doesn't score that many uh-huh. goals. I really liked him as a player. He's not bang average. He was good for Celtic. Very good striker be interesting to see how he's doing nowadays as a lone striker up there I think that might suit him as well so I'm going to say guaranteed goals for him he Dutch international striker Stephen he he got call-ups well at Celtic as well didn't he yeah Yeah. he went to the 2008 World Cup I think it was yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, that would have been around around the time he was at Celtic I'm sure yeah I I really liked Jan Venegar of Hesslink I think he did a a really good job for Celtic scored a lot of goals big goals as well I mean that, that factors into it but obviously we've already played the you know, the goals against Rangers count almost count double yes. in this as well. Yeah. So he, he, he got the goal, didn't he? A mm. massive, massive goal against Rangers. One of the most important goals. I'll hear the commentary in my head. Yeah, yeah, one of the most important Celtic goals in recent memory. That that was a, a massive goal. One at Old Trafford where he yeah. definitely fouled Rio Ferdinand <laughs> and he basically just bundled him off. Ball. I remember he was on the podcast. He was he spoke mm. to us uh, many years ago as well, and I asked him about about those games. He, he loved that strip as well, yeah. the, the black and green one. So iconic moments. Yeah, he did well. I, I I remember asking him about this as well, but he gave me one of my favourite moments of that decade in that he had spent the entire season being berated by everyone's favourite uncle, everyone's favourite radio mm. granda, Hugh Keevans, for not having scored 20 goals. I because 20 it. goals, you have to score 20 goals if you're a Celtic striker. And I think maybe in the last day of the season, he finally got his 20th. I was like, yeah, <laughs> get up, you shug. <laughs> so yeah, I, was, I was a huge fan. I really liked Jan Veriger of Hesling. Another guy who came with a big reputation because mm. he'd scored barrels of goals, barrels of goals in, um, in the Netherlands. I think he was the... 
like one of the top scoring like Dutch players that, mm. that were still around at the time. So I a huge reputation and he may not have lived up entirely to that in terms of numbers of goals, but he, he certainly did a shift for Celtic and came up with big moments. I think um, I would be on the border of bang average just getting into just getting into the tier above that goal getter or get guaranteed goals. Yeah. I, would, I would I would be I, I liked Venegura Hesling. I don't think he was brilliant. I right. thought he was a good Celtic striker, but I think he's just the way you always want your striker to be. It's like amazing. You know, you always yeah. want your striker to be amazing, iconic. And I think Jan Venegura Hesslink is almost just the bare minimum of what it's required to be a Celtic striker in terms of striking talent. I think that's what he is. But I know I don't have the cast and vote here, so he's going to go into GG on this one. Melly, you inhaled there as if you were going to say something. Yeah, just when you're talking there, I think the partnership with him and McDonald was better than the sum of their parts. Mm-hmm. Weren't they? they both worked well together. So Big like, man, little man. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, probably the sort of last in that we mm. sort of seen as well. So, Aye, a good player, but didn't guarantee goals, but I'm putting him in guaranteed goals. Okay, anyway. guaranteed goals. Nick. Well, guaranteed oh. goals is a, is a it's more of a philosophy yeah. than, yes. a, than an actual stamp of yeah. the number of goals he scored. It, it, it encompasses things like big moments and, you know... You know the, the watchers and listeners get it. They <laughs> get it. Exactly. So, yeah, guaranteed goals. One three in a row as well, didn't he? So that, yeah. Well, there you go. Three in a row, no door. Timo Puke. Oh, right, okay. okay. Is there one below? Outright four. I don't care. <laughs> Incidentally, I, don't, I know you two are smart. You're not going to mention it, right? I don't give a shit what he did when he went to Norwich. <laughs> no. How many goals he scored after he left Celtic. If that meant he needed a run of games or whatever. The guy was a flop, Stephen. Uh, no doubt about it. I can, do you know what? I can barely even picture him playing for Celtic. No, he, he made Less than 10 goals in 37 games. Right. He made such little an impression on me other than being annoyed at him at the time that I can barely even picture any of those goals whatsoever. Genuinely, I can, I'm struggling. I'm racking the old brain here to, to picture a goal. He was a, he was a nothing signing for yeah. Celtic. Came from he, he, the weird thing about Puki is he's basically always played in decent leagues. Yeah. Played so, in Spain and Germany and yeah. So that's this is this is like a trading model Celtic did for a while. They would find a player who was brilliant, earned his big move, but didn't cut it at the big move, and then try and re, try and get him back. Yeah. And it did work sometimes, and that happened to Puki. Puki had a great scoring record, in I think it was in Finland or wherever he was, or Sweden before he moved to Schalke, where mm-hmm. we bought him from. So his scoring record looked good. Didn't really get much of a chance at Schalke. We bring him in, fails at Celtic, did quite well at Norwich, and I believe he's still there, isn't he? He's still yeah, at Norwich yeah, at the moment. Years, yeah. So he, he sort of refound his scoring boots at, at Norwich again, but at Celtic, that period of time when he was with us, he was crap. Oh, heart he of a mouse. Heart of a mouse. A total weasel. Oh, I remember <laughs> seeing him in some games. Oh, oh. Uh, Stephen says he can't remember his goals. He did score in his debut against Hearts. It was a sort of header tap in yeah, from yeah, a yeah. rebound. But my overriding memory of him is... Celtic played Hibs, I'm sure it was, and I went and sat with my mate behind the goal and he scored the winning goal, but I just remember being so depressed at the game because it was brutal. The weather mm. was terrible, Celtic were terrible, Puke was terrible, but scored this winning goal and I just thought, there's nothing there. Like It was a tap-in as well. There's, there was no redeeming features where you mm. think, aye, but he's got this. Wasn't he the paces? Wasn't he the best finisher? Wasn't he great in the air? Came a decent reputation and just never lived up to it. Outright flop and the guy still annoys me. Pukey. I would, pukey. <laughs> I, uh, I would not beat yourself up, guys, for not remembering any of his goals. There was, <laughs> there was nine of them. Right, okay. So yeah, don't, I would batter yourself about that. And two of them were tappings. Right, so that means seven proper goals you've got to, you've got to pick from. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist. fitting into their schedule and of course the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Spring has sprung on our friends at Manscaped. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have the best tools for some spring cleaning in your pants. <laughs> Trust me, <laughs> your confidence will be blooming like the flowers. Look your best this spring and join eight million other men who trust Manscaped. Use code Tim's to get twenty percent off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. The lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is just a ball sack trimmer that provides their proprietary advanced skin-safe technology. This trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. <laughs> Although your, although your balls might look like punching bags, don't treat them like one. The lawnmower 4.0 also waterproof and equipped with an LED light so you can trim in the dark or the shower. Have you ever needless met, risk here? <laughs> I think. Have, have you ever met someone who finds nose hairs attractive? The Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose and ear holes. Save 20% off and free shipping with code Tims at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off. And free shipping with the code Tims T I M S at Manscape.com. Your balls, thank you. What of our uh, tiers here, Steve? We've got contender. Yep. yep. We've got guaranteed goals. Mm-hmm. We've got bang average. We have got outright flop. Yes. Right. There's no a tier for fraud. <laughs> right. And if there was a tier for fraud, Georgie Samaras would be in it. <laughs> oh, here we go again with our controversial Samaras. I segment. don't. Not only do I not understand Samaras. I don't understand people who like Samaras now. <laughs> Melly said Timo Pukki had the heart of a mouse, right? That is not one thing you can really often accuse Samaras at. Sometimes he looked fired up. Yeah, you know, yeah, He yeah. looked fired up, but that's when nobody was near him. Mm. When he had all that space to run and all that sort of stuff, he got you yardage up the pitch, yada, yada, yada. The guy was signed as a striker. He was crap. Flop. So his scoring record was fairly dismal. I, I seem to remember there for years, there for maybe seven, seven and a half seasons. Two hundred forty-nine appearances. Yep. he managed. He managed to get for Celtic and seventy-three goals. <sighs> I say it's not great, is it? You hang about long enough, you'll, <laughs> you'll pick up a few goals. Do you know what? Do, 
see if Stephen McManus had played for the same amount of seasons as Sam and I said, mm. he'd probably have a similar goal yeah, score yeah. record as well. He'd get a, a fair amount of goals. Eh, maybe a slight exaggeration, but Sam he distill it down to big moments once again. And there was Samara Sunday, right? So that counts. That goes in. That's in the positive side of the ledger. You've got big goals in Europe, a couple of big goals in Europe. Um, you've also got the penalty Ibrox. You've also yes. got the penalty <laughs> Ibrox, yeah. So that's in the other side of the ledger. Okay, let's balance that off. Mm. Uh, it, all the cliches are true about Samara. Yeah. I'm trying to find ways to describe Samara without going down the route of unplayable on uh, his day what and was then, it Lennon Enigma he called him yeah, yeah. So, he's a, is, he, is that is it Samaras he said he's a sort of player who could cost a manager their job aye, was that, some, was that oh, Samaras right, yeah. so it's all true all aye. of it's true so I default into the, the same old tropes about Samaras and it's, it's all true really very very disappointing for the most part it frustrated me some people a lot of people in fact were able to see past that you know, overall frustration mm. and just love the guy but I, I didn't ever get past that to be honest I don't I didn't hate him I'm not I'm not I don't go to outright fraud but I was never I was never a member a full paid, paid up member of the Samaras cult now okay Melly so just for just for the talking sake here right because there are a lot of Samaras fans out there so I want you to pretend you're one genuinely I want you to pretend you're one I know try your best here right try not to do a voice yeah try not to do a voice right I, honestly I want you to try what would a manager see in Samaras why would a, why would a manager keep picking him why would he survive so long at a football club what does he bring to the game the thing was on his day he could be a match winner for Celtic he could be unplayable and you never knew when that day was going to be so the thing that a manager could keep going today might be the day mm. or like guys some guys with Strachan and Lennon, they were very loyal to players. So when they done a job for them and won them a match through a bit of sheer brilliance, then you could go. Then maybe they go. Maybe maybe they'll do it for me today. Samaras, one of those guys you could decide within the first five minutes, kind of like James Forrest. Sometimes mm. he's either going to have a good game or a crap game, depending how he starts the game. You know how it's going to go. But he did have big moments, and like he did have Samaras Sunday, but he did later on cost Celtic the lead with that penalty miss and yes I'm putting it down to that mm. he also had a very good Champions League uh, group for Celtic under Neil Lennon when they went through uh, the Barcelona and Benfica so he has got that but I just can't get away from the fact that he was there for so long was so poor most of the time but had flashes and it's just mm. not enough for me I can't put him in outright flop my heart wants to do that, but my head says bang average. The thing about Samaras was you would hear that a lot, Steve, wouldn't you? On his day, some player on his day. I can't, I can vaguely remember his day. He had 249 chances of his day, had 70 odd goals. But I think if there was another stat for on having a day out of those 249 days he played for Celtic, maybe he had his day twice. Well, it's very literal, isn't it? Yeah. On his day, yeah, his, yeah that's his, it. Yeah. His singular yeah. day in Samaras Sunday was it? Okay, I, I agree with everything. He's, he's, what was he bang average? A bang average for me. It was a hail mary on that Samaras Sunday as well. It was mm. the it was the first choice yeah. at that point. It was the only option Celtic had to stick him up front himself and hope for the best. And but I feel that's that's what every Celtic manager did every time they picked Samaras because you never knew yeah. what you were going to get. You just picked him and hoped for the best. So <laughs> I, I want to put him in outright flop, but you two are being kind. You've got him in bang average. Yeah. I think to be fair, take my emotional hat off here. Uh, I think bang average is is Aye. about right. Um, Whose turn is it next? Who am I coming to next? You, Martin Melly. Good, because this is a one that is definitely not bang average. He's definitely not a flop. That's the conversation of those two over Moose and Belly. Oh, 
Things are, in things are hotting up now. Yeah, <laughs> because I can see, you know, 10 years' time when nobody remembers who Henrik Larson is, potentially we could be sitting here defending on how it crumbles cookie-wise. We could be sitting here <laughs> recording another one of these videos called The Best Striker Since Dembele. Yeah, we've got we've got him up there. And King of Kings, the King of Glasgow, as you crowned him, and that's not us making things up. You did call him that and DM him it until he started yeah. calling himself that. For people who don't know, that don't, don't listen to the podcast back then, um, every time Moussa Dembele updated his Instagram story, <laughs> every time I used to reply, King of Glasgow. Every time without fail, the whole time he was at Celtic. And then after he signed off, remember he wrote a, a note, I'm sure the graphics still exist on the internet, he, he wrote a goodbye letter to the Celtic fans and he signed it off, the King of Glasgow. <laughs> Amazing. And I was like, this is this is peaked. I have, the tw- yeah. I have peaked as a Celtic influencer. Yeah, if, if, we, have, if, <laughs> so we, have con- if we have contributed nothing else and we, ha- and we haven't <laughs> yes. to, to, to football in Glasgow, <laughs> then that is it, yeah. Um, but also, but one thing to note as well is the outrage that caused, because again, people on the internet not understand and thinks there's only one king and it's Henrik Larson. Yes, Henrik Larson is the king of kings. Yeah, Musa Dembele was the king of Glasgow, so called because every time he played Rangers, every time he played in Glasgow, he battered teams. Yeah, yeah. But by definition alone, if if Henrik is the king of kings, that means there are other, other kings, kings that he is the king yeah. of. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, Musa Dembele was the, be- the, oh. the best and sensational. In all those games, you talk all the things that you judge winning trophies, winning titles against Rangers, tormented Rangers. Cup finals, tormented in the league, Panenka's penalties, hat tricks. Remember they cheered him getting injured once? Oh, yeah. they, they did his hamstring and they were they absolutely were wrapped to the side. side. Right. <laughs> absolutely destroyed them. They were terrified of him. They had no idea what to do. Europe, he did it everywhere. Man scored against Man City, Melly. There's nothing the man couldn't do. There's nothing uh, apart from snake his way out of the club in the end, <laughs> didn't he? Like, mm. The only thing I've got against him is he left Celtic in the lurch, didn't he? Mm. We, we remember this brilliant player and he was there. He's a definite contender for me. Everything you want in a striker, pace, power, absolutely everything. The coolest finisher ever. Bagged penalties like it was mm. easy. Remember he gave one to Encham? Against Rangers. But he did sneak out the, the back door and leave Celtic mm. in the lurch on deadline day. So... That goes against him, but sheer ability-wise, coming in, scored Astana, one of my favourite ever Celtic games, getting that winning penalty, then to go on and score a hat-trick against Rangers in your, was it first league start as well? Never looked back from there, brilliant goal scoring rate, just a brilliant player and just gutted that we couldn't uh, hang on him for longer, gave me great memories, he's a definite contender for me. Everything you want in a modern day striker, everything you want in an old fashioned striker, just tremendous. Brilliant, wasn't he? Yeah, I never thought I'd say this, but I want to hear more from Mel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't can't disagree with a single word of that. It was phenomenal. For the record though, jury will disregard the comment about him leaving Celtic in the Lutz. That's yeah, that. I don't know how much yeah. of that, like I was just about to pick up on that because that was the thought process at the time. Yeah. So people are a bit pissed off about him and people get angry about the way Mr. Debelli left. But I just wonder if the manager was more up front. I wonder if the chief executive was a bit more up front. It would have just played out like a normal transfer. We've had bids for Moussa Dembele. He wants to go. We've accepted them and they go. I think the whole... Th- Brendan Rodgers in the mix and then he came out and basically bladed Brendan Rodgers and said, by the way, you think I'm a snake? You should keep your eye on him. <laughs> and he, he turned out to be right. Yeah, it's, it's the, the last... Uh training day where he just came on and walked about the pitch and had to be sent away from that's training right, yeah. that's that's no professional that's not the way it should be you can still yeah. do the training and then go and get I your think move he'd fall after out with I, th- I know the, th- the thing I'm saying is well I, I would never condone that behaviour in a Celtic shirt or a training jersey as it was he'd fallen out with Brendan Rodgers at that point yep. Brendan Rodgers was prepared to let him leave Celtic 
so long as he went to China with Brendan Rodgers he wasn't and he was like this this is not how it works if, yeah. if you're going to let me leave I should be able to go and play for whoever I want to play for not just you take me with you like your object yeah actually none of that really counts so it's, it's, no. worth, it's worth talking about but I don't think it should be coming into consideration purely for this debate it is, it is on the record check the record bud that is part mm. of Moussa Dembele's unfortunate history uh, the end of his Celtic yeah. history that's how it ended a lot of players uh, ended the Brendan Rogers era yeah, yeah they did yeah they yeah. did yeah <laughs> including Brendan himself yeah. yeah so all that aside taking into his um I mean, there's no I'm not gonna, I'm building up tea here but he's obviously contender yeah. right very um, very obvious contender there's no debate about it everything that's been said so far is absolutely true and and more he was a phenomenal player for Celtic the the one thing I would maybe hold against him in terms of his contribution not against him but hmm. there was the amazing first season was it 32 yeah. goals yeah. he scored in his first season then the next season he gets 16 injury hit a yeah. lot hmm. and then that was basically it so it was really just that one explosive season then a, a, a very unfortunate injury hit season that's the one blot against the you know the the, the copybook here is that but that aside, doesn't so, doesn't matter. He's still going firmly th- into contender. There was an interesting conversation. We started a thread in the Discord about this, uh, the best since Larson, and the names were getting thrown about, and Kyogo was there, and Dembele was there, and a wee side discussion broke out about who's better than who's better, Kyogo or Dembele. And for me, I think Dembele probably. But one thing to also consider is those Rangers teams that Dembele bullied were chronic. Yeah, yeah they, they were, were yeah. so bad compared yeah. to the teams that Kyogo's playing just now. Yeah. So there's, there's that difference to take into consideration mm-hmm. when you're comparing their record against Rangers. I think the, 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 if you look back at some of those Rangers lineups, I mean, we knew Aye. they were laughable. The, what's good about that is Rangers didn't know they were laughable at the time. They yeah. fans thought they were good at the time. Oh, yeah, going for 55. For, <laughs> and all, that's right. They were going for 55 with Senderos and Clint Bread, Hill and all that. Bad <laughs> bread wrappers in their heat and all that. They, they absolutely thought Joey Barton. So, that, yeah. so that's it. So no doubt, the belly's a contender. Yeah. So he's, he's right in there. Chris... But, even the goals, but you've got that, then you've got that holding off about four of them in the Ibrooks corner as well. <laughs> yeah. Iconic moments from him and standing there with the arm up celebrating against him. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Chris Killen's a flop, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> There's not even any discussion needed. The deadly Kiwi, yeah. Chris Killen. For, I think he scored against Gretna. Yep. I think that's what he did. Strachan played him because he was windy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A right good teammate and he used to play up front when it was windy. Mm. I did, I'm sure he started up front away at Benfica. Benfica. Astonishing yeah. right, So Chris Killen The deadly Kiwi One goal from memory It was against Gretna That's it He's yeah. a flop I don't want to spend Much time talking about the guy Absolute flop Oh killing me softly Was a flop definitely Right okay Next up <laughs> Gary Hooper Not oh, a flop Steve right, uh, A change of pace there A change of pace We went from Dembele To Chris Killen To Gary Hooper To Gary Goals <laughs> Gary yeah. Goals Hooper Yeah Former Scunthorpe ace Gary Hooper Brilliant Absolutely brilliant signing Tremendous A Scored a lot of goals as part of a very successful partnership. Yep. You know, one of the one of the probably last sort of front twos we mm-hmm. we had. Yeah. Um, really a, good finisher. Yeah, you know, one of those again. It's it's like the cliche, isn't it? Chat about Robbie Fowler and all that. Just a natural finisher, just an instinctive finisher. Great, just natural goal scorer. Gary Hooper comes into to mm. that category. Scored at every level of English football. So that hasn't right? he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or from the bottom tier to the top which is what every level means he's scored them, <laughs> yeah. which is I can't remember what the bottom tier from, from all the like, middle ones as well non-league <laughs> right, okay. all the way up right, uh, okay. and including the Premier League yeah well it, I mean it was his post-Celtic career has always looked upon maybe slightly harshly mm. as a total failure I don't think that's fair he probably didn't live, live up to quite the 
you know the expectations it, that we would have yeah. had of him. But there's a, did, a, there's a bit of a paradox with Gary Hooper that I'll touch on once yeah, you're finished talking. But he did play in the in the, mm. the top flight and presumably scored because he has scored at every yeah. level in English <laughs> football. Too, yeah. Great Celtic striker, really, really yeah. excellent. Mm. I think he's, I think he's contender mm. material. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's yeah. contender. Yeah. He's a contender for me, Melly. And I don't think there was any doubt when Gary Hooper was at the top of his powers, he was a deadly, ferocious finisher. And there was talk, you know, about him getting, amongst Celtic fans, about getting called up for England. And even now, when you mention any striker, Bessens Larson on Twitter or on social media, Gary Hooper's name's always in the mix. Yet people are annoyed he left. And it confuses me a wee bit because he left... And it's not annoyed he left because he left Celtic. It's annoyed because he left and did nothing as if the perception is, well, he was always going to do nothing. Well, no, because when he was at Celtic, we all thought he was amazing. We all yeah, kind yeah. of thought he should have been in and around the England team. So you can kind of understand from that point of view and he gets an offer to go to a Premier League club at yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. And you think, well, it's all coming up Millhouse for Gary Hooper here. <laughs> yeah. And he wants to get in the England team. And, and it, it didn't pan out that way. But footballers always back themselves and we backed him. We yeah. backed him and be one of the best. And for me, he's a contender. And if you're seeing a guy at the time, this guy could be the best since Henrik Larson. He should be in the England team. Then he goes, I'm going to get a bash down in the, the Premier League. I fancy getting it. And they go, ah, I didn't work out if he did it. You were never as good as you thought. Right. I, I think I think he's definitely a contender. Oh, he's a contender for me. I think that with Gary Hooper, he'd done everything in Scotland. This was in a time when Rangers had went out of the league. He'd won leagues with Celtic. He'd, he'd buried them as well. Yeah. yeah. Quite literally buried them, <laughs> yeah. the four horsemen and all that. You could add in a fifth and it'd be Gary Hooper, couldn't yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, we had Champions League goals from him, cup final goals from him, winning goals against Rangers. So he'd done it all in Scotland mm. and then he's tried to move on and it didn't quite work out for him. But that's fine. That's fine. Mm. I, I don't really care about that. He is unbelievable. 82 I've, goals, 138 appearances for Gary It's a ridiculous <laughs> record. He's, there's Henrik Larson. When Henrik Larson played for Celtic, no matter who Celtic played, I thought, we've got a chance of scoring a goal because we've got Henrik Larson. Gary Hooper is no Henrik Larson, of course, but when he was on the team sheet, I thought, we've got a chance of scoring today. Mm. No matter who we played against, he'd done it in the league, he'd done it in cup finals, Champions League, Europa League, he scored goals for Celtic. And after Larson, I think he's the best finisher I've seen at Celtic. Yeah. Some of the goals he scored from wild angles, finishes, every type of goal, unbelievable Unbelievable in the me. box Unbelievable in the box yeah. That low centre of gravity Shielding the ball Poking the ball At the back of the net That finish round Was it McGregor yeah. That famous one Just You think it's going out And it just curls back He was un The guy was unbelievable I loved Really really loved Gary Hooper Number 88 Yep. And yeah, every, time, yeah. every time I picture him Which trip did you picture I picture him in that one That you don't see much now It's like grey hoops The way It's like grey hoops With the green Oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. yeah That's right I, Well I mainly picture him In that the tenants. really uh, the really smart tenants mm. one. Uh, that's a, a cracking step. That was a classic at the time. Uh, Hooper, uh, I you've summed it up very well, both of you. Mm. Well, well done. So did you, Stephen. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you can't blame a girl at that for having ambitions to play for England. Again, fully with benefit of time here in hindsight. Didn't work out for him. Yeah. But at the time, that seemed like a very real possibility for him. Mm. Plenty of players don't get many. England caps and all that who are better than Gary Hooper and all that it's no, it's no shame that he didn't quite manage that but that was his ambition at the time and we can't really hold that against him so yeah Gary Hooper is firmly a contender probably uh, would have stayed at Celtic if it wasn't for Peter Lawl if you go by the rumours as well oh, didn't, is it? didn't give him that wee couple of grand increase he wanted oh, in his wage that, you know that sounds highly unbelievable <laughs> um, how about this for a name 
Amido Baldi. <laughs> Don't fight over it. Who wants it? Who wants it first? David, you need to tell them why he's just sneaked in, hasn't he? Is what we initially sent 25, but he had 24. And we thought, you can not discuss him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amado Baldi deserves, I mean, he's, he's a kind of, he's a kind of tentpole signing yeah. in Celtic's yeah. recent history. And he, he's maybe, I don't know about the last, but he kind of, he's their go-to name when you talk about that level of signing. Mm. Celtic well, used to sign strikers for like 1.5 million. Yeah, from Victoria Guimaraes, it was Guimaraes, exactly that much. Uh, that's right. So, it deserves to be spoken about <laughs> and, then, and then batted straight down into flop. an absolute screamer against Liverpool in a pre-season friendly? Maybe. I, that doesn't ring a bit. Liverpool I remember, taught them. Uh, some league guy scored an absolute screamer. Scored against Partick Thistle. You oh, might aye. be getting those confused. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, the Trundler. Yeah, that's right. Uh, my main memory of Amado Baldi is uh, practising controlling the ball with Danny <laughs> McGrain <laughs> when he came out at half-time. When he was on the bench, Danny McGrain used to throw him the ball so he could practise trapping it. So when I, when Celtic I, player. When I, when, I, when, <laughs> I spoke about, um, when I spoke about Timo Pukki and the sort of Celtic player signing model when I spoke about that, I said, you know, we sometimes look at a player who scored a half full of goals at a decent level, got his big move, and then failed, right? And then there's another Celtic scorer model, it's signing model that we've did with strikers, and there's, there were littered with them, and not as many made 24 appearances, but you could certainly throw a couple into this mix who had physical attributes, who were an athlete, and we went, if we can just turn that guy into a footballer, yeah, yeah. we've got an athlete here. And Amido Baldi was tall, strong, fast, couldn't control the ball, couldn't finish, <laughs> couldn't dribble, couldn't make runs, had no idea where he'd be in the pitch. He was absolutely terrible. Vacuum Bio was like another one. Everything Bio did, although he was better than Amido Baldi, kind of looked like an accident. Right, uh, yeah. Patrick Clamada throw in there as well. Kind of, they, they kind of look like a footballer. They have the silhouette of a footballer, but when there's a ball at their feet, you're like, this guy's never seen a football before. And I don't think there's any doubt that Almeida Valde is a flop. Yeah, oh, even the the lack of goals and all that wasn't a high fee because that that's the whole point of it. Yeah, we used yeah. to try and take these punts on players, flip them. Yeah, for for next to nothing, one point five million isn't a lot for a striker at all. But even at that, even at that incredibly low threshold, that inc incredibly low bar, he still goes under it mm. straight into <laughs> flop. Definite flop. Okay, that's fine. Almeida Valde is a definite flop. So one guy that I think we can clearly say is not a definite flop. Odds and Edward. Oh. The noise Melly makes there. Oh, see when you off putting. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. When you when you have an idea for a video such as this, mm. names start popping into your head, right? For yeah. for various for, for all of the tiers, in fact. Amado Baldi was definitely one of the ones for for flop, right? It is the one of the first names that leaps to mind. But when you're talking about contenders, odds and Edward is one of the one of the first names that pops yeah. into my head. There's no doubt. Sensational, absolutely brilliant. Scorer of all types of goals for Celtic. Uh, you think back to goals he would create out of nothing on his mm -hmm. own. Dribble from 35 yards, beat a couple of players, roll it into the bottom corner, free kicks, screamers, headers. There weren't too many headers, I remember that mm -hmm. being a thing at the time, but he did get one or two goals in Europe. And he'd never really got the opportunity to properly test himself at the Champions League level. There wasn't a huge amount of that there, but he did get goals against FC Milan, against Copenhagen, uh, there are others the, the other ones <laughs> yeah. uh, so Rangers another yeah. absolute tormentor of Rangers yep. massively uh, so I, I mean I'm not going to waste <clears throat> too much time not going to insult anyone's intelligence by having any kind of jeopardy over mm. this whatsoever he's a contender there, there was a time Melly when brief brief moment Dembele and Edward are at the club oh. at the same time and I, I, it keeps me up at night thinking how good that partnership would have been the pair of them playing together sensational footballers 
different styles though. Yep. Different styles though. Everyone's got their favourites. But I don't think there's any... I mean, £9 million looked like a snip for Odds. When we paid £9 million for Odds and Edward, right? You're like, all right, so that's what a £9 million striker can do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we have some more of these, please, Mr Lowell? Because they're brilliant. Yes, don't buy five two million and one point five. <laughs> yeah. Just buy one good one, yeah, yeah. and look, you get what you pay for. And what we paid for was a great goal scorer who also scored great goals. Mm. He could do it all. Just like as Stephen said, sensational solo goals, finished off goals. Another guy cool as a cucumber. Penalties, a good creator everything. of goals as well. A, yep. lot, a lot of assists as well. Set up a lot of goals as well. And see when you talk about Dembele, weirdly. I think it's just you know time moves on and I kind of picture the two of them together because because it was, it was taken away from us the Edward and Dembele pair they, they, they definitely played together but I kind of quite mm. picture it but when looking back at a few Edward's goals very recently there was one Dembele played the amazing ball through to him for that goal he scored at Ibrox see the one yeah. where he bent oh, in the top corner yeah, yeah. Dembele played an amazing first time pass that split the defence out to the left That's side right, the yeah. Edward. Yeah, so it's weird they did play together but we're all left ruined the fact that they didn't get to play together because yeah. it, it was all too short it came at the end of Edward had got off to a decent start then sort of came into it in that time and that was what March time I think so. Yeah, mm. that goal was scored at Ibrox and then you thought oh this guy is a good player it's time to splash the cash on him. But then going into the next season, during that pre-seasons where we switched, those two were that good, we switched to a 3-5-2 just to accommodate those two. We had a good game against, oh, what was Alashkert in the Champions League qualifiers yeah. where they ripped them apart, I think. And then one of them got injured and then Dembele left. But Odson Edward worked well as a pairing with Griffiths, worked well on his own. Just a sensational guy. Another modern day Hunscalper who could do it all, yeah. could rip them apart, could do it in Europe. Unfortunately, didn't get to play in the Champions League, but I don't think that matters because watching the guy, just some of the goals he scored was unbelievable. Wee bit tarnished because of the last season was the fateful uh, 10 in a row one. That Again, that's not his fault. I don't think he downed tools. I just think it was a terrible time mm. for Celtic. He still scored goals Dead, in that yeah. season and Celtic were just in a mess, but... What a player. And there's guys like Dembele, guys like Kyogo and guys like Edward, you can just think that was their game. They had lots of them and yeah. Odson Edward had probably the most out of them all. One thing we failed to dis discuss, Stephen, was obviously we don't need to mention Henrik Larson's career. Everyone knows what his career at Celtic was like. Everyone knows what his post-Celtic career was like. I had high hopes for Dembele and Edward. I had higher hopes for their careers um, where they might end up particularly Odson Edward you know we see what's happening in Dembele's career but Odson Edward as well you thought these guys probably could have went on to bigger and better things uh, yeah, quite well, possibly when you them at Celtic yeah you... oh, definitely it's probably quite similar to Hooper in that way I mean their careers haven't gone the exact same way but you do build it up you do mm. you know, kind of project the expectations onto them they've both done alright Edward's career hasn't yet probably you know, kicked into gear the way he'd hoped to be. Yeah. He does play quite a bit for, for Crystal Palace. Dembele's had a long time at Lyon now, getting towards the end of it. But the, the truth is, he'll probably end up at a club similar to Edward now. Yeah, yeah. I think like, now that he's got to this stage of his career, I could see him at like an Aston Villa or a West Ham. Mm. I think the days of him being like to Chelsea and Juventus, yeah. not, I think those are probably over. But he, I mean, that's fine. He's had, he's had a decent career. He, he's, he did well for Lyon in the Champions League as well. But I don't think it's quite worked out for Edward the way he'd probably have hoped just mm -hmm. yet. So he's still, he's still got time. But the, the truth is, it's hard. 
it's hard yeah. there. It's yeah. hard in these these top leagues. They're not called the top leagues for for no reason. So it's very difficult to play there, especially as a striker. I don't think we've really had anyone who's gone on to play for an English team who's absolutely banged in the goals from Scotland from memory. Well, rhetorical question really there, but. Edward, how many, how many did he get against Rangers? He must have got about six or seven mm. or something as well. He must have been right up there in terms of like proper hunt scalpers, like up there with like Alan Thompson and all yeah. that. So, uh, no, uh, absolutely a contender, phenomenal player, uh, and just just glad we had him. To be honest, yeah, I feel lucky we had him. Speaking of uh, phenomenal players, glad we had them. That's exactly two words I would throw at this next gentleman, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Craig Bellamy. Oh, oh here we go. Yeah, yeah, Melly. Great player, a tremendous player, another scorer of great goals. The hat-trick at Tanadice stands out for me. The goal at Ibrox, Ibrox where he yep. skinned Kyriakos. They got booked for celebrating, celebrating. Uh, yeah. celebrating a goal. Uh, on his knees, probably thought he was praying or something. Like, can yeah. I do that yeah, here, no. can you? Oh, just a tremendous player. Breathed life into that Celtic title challenge because this was the first season after Larson. The strikeaway brought in didn't work out. Mm. Hartson, Sutton, Lennon, Thompson, all getting on that team just grew all together and it was he brought brought some life back to it with pace and energy. Tremendous player, got a couple of wee injuries that kept him out and Celtic couldn't get over the line that year after Ibrox, I think we were five points clear and then yeah. he, he got injured in that game and missed a couple of games and we got beat by Hibs at home. That really was what done us for the title that year and then the last game of the season as well. So, Oh, tremendous player. Got to be up there as a contender for me because there for such a short period of time. I wish he'd have won a league. There's, I can't remember a player I wish won a league more at Celtic mm. than Craig yeah. Bellamy. Uh, got the Scottish Cup. Um, his book was great when he describes about how he was at Celtic and just I wanted him to be to get that title. Couldn't get it, but for a sheer footballer, for the goals. I think he's got to be a contender and just wish he was at Celtic longer but wasn't to be. Parallels with Robbie Keane obviously who's, who Melly was reluctant to make a contender. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of compare them because I think if I was to pick between the two it'd always be Bellamy for mm, me. Always. Uh, yeah, I was uh, going to say exactly that basically copy and paste from Robbie mm. Keane what we said earlier about Robbie Keane paste that into Craig Bellamy didn't score as many goals but scored you know big goals and absolutely beautiful goals to watch as well and Everything we said about Robbie Keane applies here as well in that far too good for this, this yeah. bum it's league. Far too, <laughs> good, far too good. I mean, far too good for that, that team as well. I'm just looking here at the teams he went on to play for after he went to Bruce because I wanted to remind him. So he went, he went to Blackburn Rovers, Liverpool, West Ham, Man City. Was that Man City with money? 2009 yeah, yeah. 10? Yes. So that was Man City because there was a time when he was a top player. It would have been Mark Hughes probably. Remember yeah, yeah, then? Yeah, the first, a, the first stages of that. Some sort of fallout at Man City. He went to Cardiff on loan because he always wanted to play at Cardiff City. Back to Liverpool in uh, 2011 then ended his career at Cardiff City and uh, just he wasn't on loan at Celtic because he was on the way out of the game uh, I mean Robbie Keane's career was kind of tailing off a wee bit when he ended at Celtic yeah. but but Craig Bellamy's career was that was prime Craig Bellamy we got well that's exactly what I was going to say you could basically just copy and paste everything we said about Robbie Keane earlier and just like just stick, stick it straight in here didn't score as many goals as Robbie Keane but scored great goals Important goals as well. Important in context didn't lead to much, right? But it was the, as you said, it was the, about keeping that title race going, about mm. breathing life into it, and that's what he did. The goal against Ibrox, they were, con there was no way Celtic were going to go to Ibrox at that point and win, and win they did. So, I, a, a huge player. <laughs> we, we, we got him at a good time in his career oh, as aye. well. So he'd fallen out with Newcastle. He'd fallen out with Graham Souness and 
Alan Shearer hated him as well, yeah. threatened to knock him out or something as well. So it was a good time to get him. Purely about the longevity thing, much it's the same kind of calculations I'm making in my head with Robbie Keane. Can you put him in fully in contender purely because it was only what a dozen or so games he mm, played for City? There I wasn't really that many at all. So can you put 15, him in there? Nine goals. Right, right, okay. So fifteen that that's really good as well. Again, but, it's the same as Robbie Keane had Celtic did try and buy him. We just simply couldn't have this yeah. is a guy that we're not near ninety hundred thousand pound a week playing for Man City yeah, in Liverpool. It, it, he was exactly. a top top footballer. And I remember that, to clean some, a phrase. some things at the time as well. <laughs> he was a uh, he was heavily involved in charities and all that mm. as well. He had his own foundation to which a lot of his wages went towards and all mm. that. And I think like Celtic basically couldn't couldn't afford to to offer him what 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 he needed. So. Now it was it was it seemed unlikely, but it was one of those ones that re- went on for the rest of his career. Will he won't he come yeah. back to Celtic and all that? Even like when he was getting paid far far too much to consider coming to Scotland, but it was it was great and it's the same again, very similar to Robbie Keane. I'm having the debate in my head about like, but but he was special though. Yeah, and to the answer, who was the best striker we've had since Henrik Larsson? Is it Craig Bellamy? Is he a contender? The answer to that is yes. Yeah. Despite the fact he was only there for a quarter of a season, really, when you when you yeah. boil it down, I mean, so it's now not even half a season. Sixty games a season. Aye, aye. Yeah. So, so contender. I, thought, I don't think it's a, yeah. he's, he, he's in the contender. Next up is someone I don't think um, would ever have been. Well, it, to be honest, he was signed to be a contender. He was signed as Henrik Larsson's replacement, Henri Kamara, Melly. Oh, could have been. Should have been decent. Just wasn't simply big, big wasn't. star at one time. Yep. Set the what was it two thousand and what World Cup was it? Stephen he set the World Cup for like two thousand two. Senegal two, team, yeah. mm-hmm. a big money move to Wolves, who we loaned them from. Actually, yeah. there's a wee couple of Wolves players um, that we ended up getting. They're all in a row in this list. He's Highest the first. loan fee at the time as well. Do we yeah. not pay a million pound to get him on loan? It was always going to be an impossible task being the guy after Larson. This is a proximity thing. This yeah. is the proximity it's question. It's a goals thing it? as well, Stephen. He's got eight <laughs> goals in 26 appearances. <laughs> but yeah. again, yeah. It, it was a flop. It was yeah. a flop for me because he came in and yes, he was replacing Larson, but he didn't look very good. He didn't look very good. No. Again, with him... I can picture him going through and sort of toe poking the ball under the keeper once, but I can't remember any of his goals. The only thing I can remember about him is seeing him in the hoops once or twice and the Senegal sweatband. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> really. so, so we've got that in common. Yeah. We'd remember his attire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was a flop for the money we paid for him at the time, which was big bucks. The fact that he only made it to January, then was shipped out. The direct replacement for Larson just didn't work out, and Celtic ended up in big games playing Sutton and Hartson up front. So outright flop for me. Yeah, the thing about Kamara is, it, yeah, there is the problem that he came immediately after Henry yeah. Larson. That's that's very difficult. It, no one was ever going to be able to live up to that. You could probably put anyone in this list, stick him immediately after Henry Larson, and yes, like you could say, odds on Edward and and Dembele would have, mm-hmm. but at the time. Had you that magic time yeah, machine, you yeah. could put Dembele in right after Henry Larson. We would have been very like mis- distrusting of him indeed. We would have said, well, you, you better be good, son. <laughs> but the I, mistake is, I think, with Henry Larson, the thing after Henry, and I will come back, 
we just never went out and really invested the way we used nah, to. Nah, nah, that's true. I mean, that, that's we just went out and got a loan immediately yeah. after that. We'd spent at that point, we'd spent like, the better part of about three years trying to re- replace Lubo as yeah. well. Mm. We'd basically been linked with every creative player in Europe. There was the Yakin and we end up with Janino and yeah. all that. So it, it, a similar process seems to have happened with Larson. No forward planning into it. We're just going to go out and get a guy who's kind of available. I felt like flop was harsh because. I didn't want to fall into the trap of comparing him directly to Henry Larson. That's very unfortunate with the timing of it. But the truth is, he is a flop. I wanted yeah. to say bang average so because, I. because I don't think but. he was as bad as some of the others on this list, but ultimately is still a flop. That's how he yeah. crumbles. Yeah. Uh, another man who made the journey up the motorway from Wolverhampton, uh, Lee Griffiths. Now, mm. a controversial one here because Lee Griffiths cost a million pounds. Yeah. And there was a time where Lee Griffiths was a tremendous Celtic striker. No doubt, no doubt, yeah. Uh, there's no doubt about it. A million pound and over 100 goals, 110, 111, 12 goals or, yep. or so. That, that is a tremendous record. I have 123 <laughs> goals here in 261 123, appearances. 123, okay, yeah. right. So uh, even better. Correct at the time of recording. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. Put a wee asterisk in here. Needs a run again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Griffiths was brilliant absolutely brilliant for a time now that time went on far 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 mm-hmm. too long and when you look at that scoring record 123 goals that means you know around what quick maths 35% of those or something like that came in the one season yeah. so he scored 40 goals in one season 123 in total so he maybe had three or four really good seasons for Celtic which is really good by the way yeah, I don't yeah. mean to diminish that because four seasons is excellent so, it's not his fault he hung about so long. No, he kept getting no. offered good money that he yeah. wasn't going to get anywhere else. You know, if we'd sold him after his hot season yeah. and left, we would have been people would have been screaming and still do. We should never have sold that guy. It's his fault how his career went, but it's it's not his fault that he ended up with countless Celtic yeah. contracts. That that's you know negligence on the the, the club's part. And to extend when Ange came in as well in a moment of pure desperation yep. that you think back it's so quaint now that Aye. we were scrabbling around throwing contracts at people when Andy was already in the door because we didn't have any good mm. players at the time that's so crazy to think back on that but Griffiths was great Griffiths is again you ask yourself the question is he in contention to be the best striker mm. since Henrik Larson I, I want to say yes here because yeah. that a number of goals in that period on a relatively short period of time is some going no one on this list is going to have more than that no. I, I'm assuming so I'm really torn by the Griffiths yeah I, I think he's a I think he's a hard guaranteed goals because yeah. well that is almost if that was the cliche of it Griffiths wasn't he guaranteed you goals because a fit and firing Griffiths guaranteed you goals is he a contender he's got all sorts of goals free yeah. kicks uh-huh. he's tap, he, fails, he was at one time at peak Griffiths he was unbelievable he was like but the, my uh, the, the the where I get so torn on Griffiths is if you line imagine they're all lined up here and we got all the Celtic players in front of us and we all put them in all these tiers and Griffiths would he be standing in beside Dembele and Edward is he the same on the same level as those guys uh, do you know is it is it a fashion thing is it because he was an unfashionable wee guy because there was a time when he was keeping Dembele out of the team there was a time where he scored almost every time he played he was unbelievable yeah. but then came along players that were better eh, there was better players but Lee Griffiths should have been better he should be a contender here because that goal scoring is phenomenal he could score goals but he let himself down in the, the times where Celtic needed him and 
Yes, he hung about too long, but but you're, that's that's I don't want to cut you off, but that's distinctly focusing on the negative. Yeah, it's you can see it well. He, he let himself down. All that came at the end. You know, mm. if we if we cut, you, you don't think so? No, because he came back two pre-seasons in a row in an absolute yeah. nick. Mm. He he was a great goal scorer for Celtic, but he goes against Rangers, but he doesn't have the big European goals. He did get big goals for Celtic, but. I just don't think you can put him up there because when maybe if we had got him right when at the, the start when the chips were down he ate them <laughs> <laughs> if we had got him right at the start of this we'd go oh, do you know what that goal ratio is phenomenal but you need to take everything into consideration he won leagues with Celtic he scored goals for Celtic but I just can't put him anywhere near Henrik Larsson or the guys that were there because he's guaranteed goals but I don't really see him doing it anywhere but Celtic. For Celtic, he was a good player. I just have to stick with guaranteed goals, but he should, by the ability he had mm. and the goal scoring prowess he had, he should be up there. He but should have not. been a contender. He <laughs> should have. Is that, that's pretty much the story yeah. of Lee Griffiths. That's the story of Lee Griffiths, isn't it? Um, next up, Stephen, a player that we should never, ever have signed. <laughs> Kenny Miller oh, How Wolves. did he get in there How <laughs> did he even get in here That's ridiculous 46 appearances for Celtic uh, Despite the fact he played for Rangers Signed to spite us all by Gordon Strachan Only scored 11 goals So it's not like it worked out It's not like we're going This guy's shite This guy's a Rangers player This guy's a Rangers fan He should never be at Celtic And he came and scored all these goals And turned us all around And yes He did score against Rangers And kissed the badge We all saw it But he's he's now a, a pundit A media figure Who's Die hard right in the Rangers camp. He's yeah. he's never even mentioned his time at Celtic, so should never have signed him. No, no, never. I, I was furious at the time with saying Kenny Miller. All of that nonsense, Presley and Mark Brown and all that yeah. as well. Again, it was striking just at the bam up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't convince me that there weren't other strikers available in Kenny Miller's you know yeah. Kenny Miller's ability level. That wouldn't have just annoyed us so much. A Bosman freebie. Yeah, shifted them on for a for a decent whack after a season. Three million or quid. He went, to, he went to star in the worst. Is that Derby team still the worst team? Yeah, yeah, yeah Premier League so, history. I think so. Yeah, so another trophy for the cabinet. <laughs> yeah. did, like, did they get like six points or something? Eleven. Eleven. Yeah, it was, so, it was like terrible. That, dreadful. Kenny Miller. I mean, I'm trying. I'm, I'm, I'm being a total hypocrite here because earlier on I said like when you said about Dembele and the way he left and all that it goes against him I said no no we shouldn't consider that and then Kenny Miller comes out of that bloody randomizer I'm like no it all gets held against him all of that gets held against him nothing to do with the way he left but every single bit every every fibre of Kenny Miller's being gets held against him in this list so now just stick him straight and flop yeah I mean he's definitely Aye. a flop he's, de he's definitely a flop next up a player that um that we all had high hopes for Melly. Obviously, every player needs their Rangers goal. Every player needs an iconic goal. I don't think any more goals come more iconic than Tony Watt's goal against Barcelona, but it was a bit of an albatross around his neck, ultimately. Um, we all had high hopes for Tony Watt, a player that we actually signed. We signed yeah. him from Airdrie for £500,000, uh, and then we ended up letting him go. Where I think it was fifty, but Was it 50000 It doesn't matter. Where did he? Um, it doesn't really <laughs> matter. The point is, we signed him, but I think a lot of people, I just want to correct the misconception, people think he was a Celtic youth product. He wasn't. He was someone that we bought. Uh, where does he rank? Eh, uh, bang average, I'd say. Eh, uh, but the Barcelona goal, he'll always have that, and people hold it against him. But if it's a choice between being a player at Celtic mm. and not really doing anything or having that Barcelona goal, you're always going to have that. It's a tremendous achievement. Eh, uh, even just 
playing in the Champions League for Celtic is an achievement, but to score the winning goal being a Celtic fan against what was the best team in the world at the time is unbelievable. You wouldn't swap that for the world. So decent in that regard, just that goal sort of elevated him to think that he was going to be this wonder kid. Had a wee bit of promise, but I don't think that that goal done him any favours in what he was regarded as. I think he was just going to be a decent striker. Went on to have an alright career, sort of the way that's expected to pan out. It was if he's labelled as this lazy guy that didn't really care. I don't know if that's the case. He's had a good career in Scotland and he's played abroad. So just bang average for me. I don't think for the fear anything you can call him a flop. He was never going to be anything better than that but he'll always have that go against Barcelona yeah I mean it's, it's it's like the the people who star in films you know they have that one hit film and then they go on and they just end up like doing the odd like stage show here job in actor theatre and people go you know how does it feel and they go well it feels quite good because a lot of the time people don't have that one hit film yeah, I have, yeah. the, I have got the whatever I was in Star Wars or whatever I was a Wookiee um, <laughs> whereas lots of my other pals weren't Wookiees <laughs> So Tony yes. Watt Tony Watt He's a wookie Fittingly as well Because he remember he had that website What to oh, Watch yeah, where, he, so where, he, where, he, where he sort of reviewed films Tony Watts Well did he review them Or did he just give you the synopsis He gave you the synopsis <laughs> And yeah. basically This is a film about dinosaurs in a park And, yeah. they, and then they break loose And then they, everyone dies The end yeah. you know, Is that a review? What did you actually think of it? But that, that Tony Watt I he, he, he was bang average And has basically continued to be Ever since mm. I think like people talk about the Barcelona goal, yes. But I think that's we we massively overrate that. Not in terms of how big a moment it was for Celtic because it was a winning goal against Barcelona, but I'm, I mean in terms of individually what that does for you as a player. I wonder if you were to look back at that season and f- look at their domestic results, who who else scored against Barcelona that season? Like guys for like yeah. I don't know, like Getafe or something. Like, I don't know. So I think we took that goal and threw it all at him and said, well, do that. That, that. This should be your career. It was a sensational goal, though. It was a yeah. sensational lovely take. Finish, yeah, yeah. yeah a, lo- a lovely finish as well. But ultimately, it was just just a goal against, admittedly, a, a, a very, very good team at the time. One of the best. So I think the reason I'm saying that is because I think it's people have projected that onto him this whole career. And as you said, it's basically kind of almost held against him to regard. And it's... Very unfair to do that because he has had a decent career, but I think the level he's been at ever since Celtic has shown to be his natural level. Yeah. At, I mean, he couldn't say, right, that one goal shows he is good enough mm. to always score against Barcelona. See the the prevailing 10 years after that, they, uh, it, it just failed to live up to, to standards. Eight goals in 34 games. I was surprised to see that he'd played so many games for Celtic, yeah. to, be, to be perfectly honest with you. But I think... Bang average is, yeah. is, is, is about where he belongs. Um, next up is a player who anyone that's played football manager, me and you, Melly, absolutely loved the guy. I always try to get a hold of him. I was chuffed when he came to Celtic. Had ideas above Celtic, so ultimately didn't stay, even though we wanted to keep him. John Guidetti, even had a song. Oh, yeah, so he did, yeah. And he had to apologise for that memory. <laughs> he had to apologise for it. He sang it in some interview or something like but, that. How did it go again? Uh, he's a super Swede and the Huns are dead. That's right. <laughs> he sang That's it right, and then yeah. had to apologise to the clean shirts who, who came after him for that. John Gaudetti. Ah, 15 and 35 for Mr Gaudetti on loan from Man City. Well, that's decent, but uh, from memory... Did he down tools? Mm, uh, from from memory about Gaudetti, it was all about the first part of his, mm. his, his time at Celtic. He was on loan, burst onto the scene 
scored a lot of goals and then the second half of the season was kind of a lot of nothing. So if I can remember correctly, was there not a story at the time where it there was like halfway through his time there was negotiations about how much we should sign him for or how much money we'd want. And then when it became apparent that we couldn't offer him that his form sort of dipped. When he knew his future yeah, wasn't yeah. at Celtic, there was rumours that he kind of downed tools. And I, and I would hold that against him if true. In yeah. fact, I'm taking it as true. Yeah, <laughs> we're, 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 we vowed not to do this, but we're now taking everything personal. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's, that's, I'm not going to flop fine. him. I'm not going to call him a flop for it. Nah, he's not a flop. I think he's fairly obviously a bang average, to be mm. honest. He was all right. That's actually a decent going, uh, scoring record. 15 and 34, that's that's not bad. But I just refuse to elevate someone that down tools. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. So yeah, he's he's bang average so for me. So if you're watching, John, me and uh, Stephen think you're bang average. <laughs> Melly? He should be a guarantee, goal guarantee, shouldn't he? Mm. Should be right in there. The start he went off, signed in deadline day when Celtic again just scrambling about for signings. Came in the day, same day as Skepovic, didn't he? And... Oh boy. It doesn't even get a mention. No, <laughs> see, fail to make the cut. No one's sad either. No Miku. There's loads. <laughs> there's loads, but Gadetti should have been really good. I think it got to the January time where he was going to be available on a pre-contract, and he just decided Celtic wasn't mm. for him, and that was it. He did have the goal against Inter Milan after that, but that was him coming on as a sub. So he should have been so much better. And his career after it was decent. He's been out in Spain, but he said a few derogatory things about the league in Scotland yeah. after he left fair enough mate but uh, I think he could have been better well, for fair enough but the, I mean he was, he was there for a reason you know don't yeah, end, yeah, up, yeah, don't yeah, end yeah. up there and right. moan about where you find yourself I mean uh, now he's we, back we in can Sweden we can sit here and call it a bum league then have a go at him for calling <laughs> it yeah we same. can because it's our bum league Melly. <laughs> <That's laughs> we're allowed to see it so John Guadetti bang average bang yeah, average yeah. Um, was Nadia Chifty bang average? Oh, sweet Nadia. Another another uh, iconic number seven as well for <laughs> this. Iconic for us because he was like a podcast favourite, wasn't he? Yeah. He was about with the podcast because right for the rip, that was just a player we knew, all three of us knew, should never have pulled on a Celtic jersey. Yeah, I think he was the sort of very first episode of 20 Minute yeah, Tim's. Yeah. Wait, was wait, he? We were I think talking so. about him. We were right after the window closed yeah. and he was signed in that window, yeah. Yeah, so it's Thanks, just... Pierre Van Hoydonk, <laughs> who was right. his agent at the time for people who don't know. Yeah. And Pierre, I'm sure Pierre said we've signed the next Larson. <laughs> I'll need to look that up. We'll just talking, I'll Google it. Uh, yeah, he came in and I think Stephen always reminds me, I, I said on the podcast, I've never been so underwhelmed <laughs> by a Celtic uh, striker right. or a Celtic signing a player because... Like he'd done all right at Dundee United, but Celtic had been in Rob Dundee United of Armstrong and GMS, and you thought, like, that's enough, Celtic. Don't don't go out and get Chifty. They went and done it, and he flopped. He yeah. was terrible. Scored a couple of goals, but when he played, the ball just bounced off him. He Another just, number seven, by the way. I'm just Googling yeah, here. So yeah. Oh, it was just terrible, and he was a sort of when I refer to the dark dialer days, he is the silhouette I see mm. just Horrible, just hovering over the spectre at the feast. It was a terrible time where you thought, Where are Celtic going here? What are we doing? We're yeah. just out getting iconic these guys. penny pinching, wasn't it? Ah, he it was... played for Dundee United, scored a couple of goals for them. We bring him in. You know, this may be a completely false memory, but did they not score the first goal of Brendan Rodgers' time as yeah, well? Like, yeah, in a pre season yeah. friendly or something like that? Yeah, so he'll always have that as well. Tony Watts gets his goal against Barcelona. <laughs> Chifty's getting his goal in a pre season friendly for Brendan Rodgers. No, 100% flop, Nadir Chifty. Uh, a woeful signing. It was never going to work out either. Mm. It's, it's mad to think back to that the United team. Was that when McNamara was there or r- roughly yeah. around about that time? So yeah. they had Armstrong, Gary McKay, Steven, probably 
Robertson yeah, was sure at the same well, time as well. Maybe, was, maybe was, scored against Rangers and celebrated before it hit the back of the net. <laughs> That's right, yeah. So, nah, total flop, total dismal signing. <laughs> uh, former Celtic striker Nadir Chiftry admits iconic number seven jersey is not jinxed after he had his contract <laughs> cancelled yesterday. <laughs> this story says. Right. right. Um, Nobody expected big things from Nadia Chifji. Uh, I don't think anyone could admit that. I think people did expect big things though from Patrick Klamala when he signed from Jagia Bielstock. Amazed to hear that name in there yeah, as well. Did um, he scrape in there? Scraped in there. 3.5 million as I check my notes. 28 appearances, three goals. Oh. Um, he was one of these strange players who people knew at the club we spent a lot of money on him. Three and a half million is a lot of dough. Um, but everyone kind of wanted him to have a chance, Stephen. And he just, he was one that I remember not to toot our own horn here because sometimes occasionally we are correct on the podcast. But we wrote this guy off. We saw this guy said he was rubbish and we got pelters for it. And I, I'm see str- the, the Polish Lewandowski. Was yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm struggling to see beyond. Again, he had the physique. Remember he came back, he bolt, he'd come back after one and he'd put on like a stone or so and he looked, he'd shaved the head and he goes, this guy means business. But a haircut and shoulders does not a good footballer make. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah, remember remember his, his clobber that he turned up? In let's get rocking. There, there, let's, let's get, get rocking. That yeah. was it, of course. Announced by, announced, his claim to fame was he was announced the first post on the Celtic TikTok account. Yeah. Oh, so was. Wow. Mm. That's, history in the that, making. That's it. <laughs> Uh, Kamal, do you know what? I'm astonished at that because see if you'd asked me, see if you'd asked me before we sat down how many appearances did Kamala make, I would have said about six. Yeah, yeah honestly, I, I can barely remember. I'll, I'm assuming a lot of those were sub appearances. Mm. From memory, I think he started against Clyde in one of those just after the winter break cup games. I think oh, disgraceful. Ball and goalie played in that that game again as well. So that's it. That's all I can remember about him. The 3.5 million. I would have been tempted to say. Anything other than flop, but the see if it, see if it had transpired, he wouldn't have made it in. But if he had it had transpired, he'd made six appearances and mm. scored two goals or something. Like that. I'd have been like, oh, oh I, no. I, well, I would have said, well, it wasn't wasn't real, ever really given mm. a chance. But twenty six or twenty eight appearances, three goals, three point five million. That is absolutely a categorically a flop. Crap, utter crap. <laughs> And I, I say that a new tear is born. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went with Tom to a reserve game up at Lennox Town one day, mm. and Shred played, and he played, and it was a reserve game playing against under twenty ones, and he wouldn't even have known he was on the pitch, and I just knew from then that he wasn't going to be good. He was signed not even from the Polish top league, is that right? Yeah, second so, tier. <sighs> If Celtic hadn't got their money back for him, I'd say it's the biggest rip-off in Celtic history <laughs> after uh, Raphael Scheidt because you're playing, paying money for a guy that was scoring in a very low league mm. and we brought him in. Look, he came in in the January, didn't he? And then sort of COVID hit, come back into the, the fateful season. But he was brought as a sort of backup striker to Edward and Griffiths. They were having a good partnership at the time. But he just looked like he worked really hard. Mm. That's not enough. No. And look, there's been plenty of strikers who haven't done that and have been terrible for Celtic. He worked really hard and was still terrible. He's The only goal I can remember for him was the one against St. Johnston where he slides in and keeps aye, the move alive. Right, he could aye. have stayed down but get up and hit in. But it just reminds me of... tried to block out so many times, but the... <laughs> Watching well, the games, in, watching the games in the house in empty stadiums, oh. and seeing Patrick Clamalla uh, yeah. up front for Celtic, and 
Never a Celtic striker, outright flop. Has he done anything? Is well, he? well, because I, I, I'm what a handsome question. I'm glad <laughs> you brought it up, Stephen, because a lot of people will be watching this in England, but the guy was never given a chance. You know, there will be people and think we're being quite harsh when Melly calls him crap. Scored three goals in 28 games for Celtic. He's played two full seasons in the MLS since then, which is remarkable. I thought it was ages ago he played for us. His scoring record's about the same. So right, he's, he's right. not really scored in many nah. goals anywhere and he never has. Lucky we got our money back for him or I'd be calling for a new tier for him as well. <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's a flop. Yes. Right, here we go. We're trying to not keep it personal. We want to put personal thoughts aside. So we bought him for £700,000. He scored 76 goals in 191 games despite the fact that he not always played up front, sometimes played left wing or sort of on that side, left side, left side attacker. Um... His name is Anthony Stokes. Though. Oh, me and the, Stephen done a podcast the, on him recently. Yeah, recently breakfast. The problem is, it's Anthony Stokes. <laughs> yeah, Do you so, want all these goals for not much money? But it's Anthony Stokes. <laughs> so that's that's what you've got to contend with, Stephen. Yeah, the 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 curious case, the troubled life, the yeah, life and yeah. crimes of Anthony Stokes. What a what a bizarre mm. player he he was and. Is. I don't know, is he still a professional footballer? He's only about 32, who no, knows yeah. at this point. Google um, him, because see, yeah, when you go Google, Google him, it goes very far down to find out if he's football. <laughs> <laughs> You're on to the second page. Uh, so, it, um, it's, it's, in the, it's in the personal bit, uh, the, the bottom of his mm. Wikipedia page, was also a footballer Cyber, at one point. Also a footballer. Uh, <laughs> um, there was a time though when Anthony Stokes was a, I thought Stokes had takers. He's a bit like, a lot of these guys that come out of Edinburgh, I know he didn't come out of Edinburgh, but he spent a lot of time there, but like, they're just like nutters like the, <laughs> yeah, right. all they have is takers and there was a time yeah. where Anthony Stoke had great techniques obviously did he score a hat-trick against Rangers for Falkirk oh, he definitely scored against Rangers for he Hibs. definitely scored against Rangers and Celtic I think for Falkirk I'm yeah, not sure he was, he was a good there was a time where he was a good young player and I thought he's he is top level SPFL Anthony Stokes an Arsenal youth product yeah. at, that, at that point as well uh, no he was a good player he definitely was a good player uh, when Massively off the rails for him, uh, but he did have two or three good seasons at Celtic. Uh, mm. Part of the aforementioned partnership with Gary Hooper was an effective player for Celtic for a time, but a bit of a pain in the ass as well. Well, in oh. fact, hugely a pain yeah. in the ass at the time as well. By all accounts, by all accounts, a dislikable character. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, Google is your to, friend here. We're yeah. We're trying, but we're doing the thing. We're saying we're not keeping it personal, but we're saying this. So, not personal. Yeah, just as a player, if we're going to if we're going to strip it down to just that, it was decent. It was, mm. in fact, it was probably good for yeah. a time. I think it was probably good. I think it'd be very hard to call him a flop because at seven hundred thousand pounds for that number of yeah, goals, no and for, yeah, he's never a flop. Is he guaranteed goals? Might be just tickling the bottom mm. <laughs> bottom of that tier. If that's not too troubling an image, that you won't find that in Google. Hopefully, but uh, he's. See, he's not buying average either. No, is he? but see, see, you get into guaranteed goals for me. You need to have the European goals. You need to have the goals against Rangers. That's a good doesn't point. have that, does yeah, it? Yeah, that's it's a good. Melly's made a good point. It's a very good point, actually. Mm. You'd make now as if that's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've we've come this far. <laughs> Continue, Stephen. When he gets up, <laughs> kicks the table over. It's it's a very good point because we've spent all this whole time talking about the goals against Rangers, the goals mm. against Europe, and you're right, the, those just aren't there. We went looking for those there and didn't find them. No big moments. I mean, apart from a couple of goals against Kilmarnock to save Neil Lennon, but that's in, out of context. It's just two goals against Kilmarnock yeah. at the mm. end of the day. It's a big moment, but it's just two goals against Kilmarnock. Oh, it seems really harsh, but I'm just going to go bang average, I think. I have to agree, just because he doesn't have those big goals. He, mm. 
he did score a lot of goals and look, that goal scoring is pretty ridiculous for a guy that we bought for that money and not even that the partnership with Hooper if you yeah. add an assist to that he's it's yeah, a yeah. really a high high number of goals he's been involved in for Celtic but he was always that one guy like, surely we can do better than that because he was never at that never thought he could do that European level or those games against Rangers he'd always get dropped against Rangers or the big European games he doesn't have that so bang average for me and the biggest my big memory of Anthony Stokes is that goalie score against Rangers for Hibs not for Celtic that's true and I mean I would be inclined to put him in sort of guaranteed goals column uh, the guaranteed goals tier but I don't have the casting vote so he's bang average so <laughs> we have decided where everyone lies oh what's that us is that, that, is us. that is the, the our helpful editor will place the graphic here and you will see <laughs> where everyone lies. So funny if it's right across your face yeah. right now. <laughs> Place it here. Uh, and you will see where everyone lies. But just for us in the studio, I've been taking notes as we record. So we now need to get to the point in this podcast where we decide, hopefully we can come to an agreement on this. If not, we're going to be here all night. <laughs> Who is the best striker since Henrik Larson? And here we go. Here's the contenders. Right. Contender in the order, tier. In yeah. the order that they were read out here. So no other order apart from the order we read them out on this podcast. Robbie Keane, Kyogo, Moussa Dembele, Gary Hooper, Odson Edward, and Craig Bellamy. Those are the guys. That is the contenders Mother for the best since like, and five. I, and I think we've done a very good job on that. Is that Stephen. five? Yeah. yeah, sure. Let me count, Melly. One, <laughs> two, three, four, five. There oh, we go. Top. That is a top five, isn't it? There you go. Yeah. Right. Well worth that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think you can argue. I don't think you can argue with that. We've there's no one there. That doesn't belong there. There's no one there that that is crispy, crispy, right? Yeah. Absolute murderers, raw strikers. Right. <laughs> there's, there's no doubt about it. The best of the best that we've had since so, 2004, since Henry Larson. How are we going to settle this, gentlemen? Because we've all got the 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 person that we think is the best since Larson. We've all got them in their heads, right? Now, after three, we're going to pull our hands out <laughs> from behind our backs, right, and show the camera, and whoever's got the f highest number, right. No, that doesn't work, what? does it? What are you talking about? I'm trying to think of a way for us to go on this. Right, I'm just going to go first. I think it's Craig Bellamy. Oh, Craig Bellamy's the best striker since Larson. I think it's Is that Craig Bellamy. That's my shout. Wow. I'm, uh, just, I'm just going to go first. I think Craig Bellamy is the best quality striker, the best footballer, the best striker footballer we've had at the club since Henrik Larson. I don't care that he didn't win the league melee. I don't care he wasn't here long enough. I don't care about any of that sort of stuff. But in terms of pure striking talent, no one has put on a Celtic jersey since Henrik Larson that was better than Craig Bellamy. Since pure striking talent. Stephen? Very difficult to disagree with any of that. However, yes. Oh, here we go. I have not. You two have colluded. I can <laughs> tell you've no. colluded. You Mine. two have colluded. You just sit next to each other at Celtic Park. You've been colluding on this for months. Yeah. The Larson screw job. That's all we uh, talk about. Yeah. Uh, for me, maybe controversial here. Patrick Clamalla. <laughs> <laughs> no. Never got that run again. But you, I saw something the kid. <laughs> Odds on Edward. Odds on oh, Edward for mate. me. Right, we're going to have a bit of a debate here, Melly. It's tough. It, well, I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain okay, why. Okay, go for it. It's tough between him and Dimbelli for me. Okay. Very, very tough. Almost nothing between them. What is edging it is what I said earlier about Dimbelli's one big season and then being interrupted with injury mm -hmm. and then going. I think he only played three games or something like that in his third season before he was gone. Edward was longer than that. 
Edward had probably four seasons where he scored at least 20 or so goals. And again, everything, he's just a, an, amaz- an amazing talent. Created goals on his own. Could play slightly wider as well. Can, mm-hmm. Kind of floated in off the left. Created a lot of goals that way. Set up goals. Dribbled into the box. Slotted it under the keeper. Rattled it into the top corner. Every type of goal imaginable. The free kicks. The goals. The, the hun scalping. Mm. It's, what, look, it's, it's I'm not saying he's not me. a good player. Yeah. He's terrific. And he probably would be second for me. Maybe. Um, Melly, who's yours? Uh, thinking about this as we're building up to it, I had the name in my head, and then when we started speaking about it, I changed my mind. Okay, so who was the name in your head? Musa Dembele. Right. Wow. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. So we all have three different names, right? And uh, just when Stephen was speaking, you're speaking, and then when I was talking about him, I changed my mind to Odson Edward. Mm. I just think the guy. Well, it's not a vote, so don't get together. It's not a vote yet. Okay, <laughs> I've, got, I've still got to try and win years over, right? Yeah, fair enough. But just when we were speaking about him, and the, when Stephen mentions the the one season and then Bailey's goals all come sort of in that first season, but Odson Edward sort of spanned like two Celtic teams yeah. for me, and he was just unbelievable. It's, he had everything as well. He still had people doubting him right up to the very end, but I don't know what else he could have done. He was just a phenomenal player to watch and look, Dembele could score and win you games, but Odson Edward is one of the only ones that could win a game single-handedly for me for Celtic. All types of goals and when I think... Decent with Mm. the ball at his feet, isn't he? But just when I think about Odson Edward, a wee highlights reel goes through my head it goes on for a very, very mm. long time. And I think of all the players that have been since Larson, he's got the most highlights. So I'm going to give you two an opportunity here. That's what it is. It's an opportunity <laughs> to save face, right? right? And all I will say is, look at the career Bellamy had. The, the, we just got a snapshot of Craig Bellamy. We got a mouth, we take not a mouthful because that's unpleasant. We got a, a, a little snapshot of Craig Bellamy, but he was a, he was a genuinely... European class striker he played for so many big clubs did so much after he left Celtic the only reason we couldn't keep him is because we couldn't afford him but if we could afford him if we bought him if he stayed for three years we wouldn't even be having this conversation the answer would be Craig Bellamy best Celtic striker since Larson doesn't matter about the rest of his career yeah. we well, could but, be saying this about Janino or Freddie Lundberg or... no no that I'm talking about after I'm talking about when Freddie Lundberg joined us he was already washed up and crap yeah. when Janino joined us he was already washed up and done when Craig Bellamy joined us he was sensational he was brilliant. Craig Bellamy's a better player than Odson Edward. But my, but my point on that is though, is Janino's, the rest of his career is stricken from the record yeah. as is Craig Bellamy's. No, it's not. I don't think it is because I think you can use Craig Bellamy's career after Celtic as an indication of how good a player he actually was because we don't have any other evidence to go on here. We've got a very small space of time at Celtic but even at that, and that yeah, even and at it. that, he was he was better than Edward ever was I think for that wee tiny period of time he just showed so much talent I don't think there was times should where... have won the league then Craig well it's no doubt to him do you know what I mean it's no doubt to him it's no doubt to Robbie Keane Odson Edward lost the league title did he not once oh there you go so he should have won his <laughs> the league then as well so I am um, I can see why you would pick Odson Edward but I just think in terms of pure striking talent I cannot be swayed but I did try my best. I can see you're not convinced. <laughs> so the the twenty minute Tim's selection for best striker since Henry Larson is Jamie says grudgingly, it's Odson Edward. 
And there we have it. And yep. there we have it. But I, um, for the record, still think that Craig Bellamy <laughs> is a better player shouldn't than us. Technically, shouldn't have been included, should he? No. Well, no. Do you know what? I was hoping we would include him because <laughs> I, 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 since we had this conversation, I've been really giving it thought and I just kept thinking to myself, like, I wasn't here for a very long time. I, to be honest, it's, it's it, the four for me are Robbie Keaton, because because just because we couldn't afford to keep these guys probably shows that they're, they're yeah. too good for us. Robbie Keane, Bellamy, Dembele and Edward. I think that's the four. And there's an argument. I just think that Bellamy was better than all of them. And it's just a shame we couldn't keep him. But on that bombshell, I've been voted out. <laughs> I'm not happy. Odson Edward takes the crown and we will reconvene in 20 years <laughs> when we have the... The best striker since Odson Ed- Edward co- conversation. Uh, listen, thank you so much to everyone who is watching and listening to this. This means you supported us on Patreon, which we really, really appreciate. It means we can get together and do really cool and interesting things like this. So we hope you enjoyed it. Um, thanks so much for watching and listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.